You're listening to the Fanboy Garage Podcast. Welcome to the Fanboy Garage. I'm Chris Lasanti, joined by my co-host, Aaron Varola. Yo, yo, what's up, folks? Welcome to episode 170 of the Fanboy Garage. Hope everyone is doing well. So, we've got some box office stuff that we'll talk about. The Batman hits HBO Max. Uh, Moon Knight dropped a pretty decent episode as we get closer to the finale. Uh, Thor Love and Thunder drops a trailer. And uh, Chris and I have seen some... Some movies that we'll talk a little bit about, uh, but we'll give you guys a quick little snapshot of the box office and what's been happening there to start. Yeah, so, um, I mean, number one this week was The Bad Guys, which is uh, an animated movie. I think it's a universal one, right? That's right. Yeah, uh, so that that debuted $24 million. Uh, of course, Sonic the Hedgehog 2 was number two, which is interesting. Mm. Uh, $15.2 so a nice hold there. And a Fantastic Beasts three, uh, Secrets not so of much. Secrets of Dumbledore. Um, the secret was nobody cared. <laughs> Fourteen million was, I think, close to a seventy percent drop, sixty something percent anyway. Uh, so it's only at sixty-seven million right now. It will probably not hit a hundred million, or even come close to hitting a hundred million domestic. Uh, not great. And uh, and then, yeah, the rest was filled out. I mean, the Northman debuted, $12 million, um, all that. And Morbius, which we know has already been dead on arrival, right? $2.3 million, so $69.2 million for that. And what's not in the top 10 is the Batman. And the reason for that uh, is because the Batman this weekend fell 60% mm. to 1.5 million in its eighth week. And that's the largest drop of its run. And it's almost all due to the fact that it premiered on HBO max. Right. Uh, and it lost about 800 theaters uh, in the process. Um, so remember, that's like a, the 45 day window. Yep. From its original release date. Um, and hell, I know a, whole bunch of people that want to go see it on HBO Max. Absolutely. So, I mean, as of now, I think, you know, we're getting close to what the final numbers are going to be here with this one. Uh, so it's 367.7 million domestic, 391.2 million international, 758.9 million global. Uh, I know after its second weekend and after seeing what happened with China and with Russia... Uh, the projections at the time had said maybe 765 million worldwide. Mm-hmm. So it's at 759 million, basically at this point. Mm-hmm. Maybe it gets there. Um, so it looks like that's going to be right on the nose. You know, again, it's interesting with this movie because it didn't have really China, right? I mean, it had China, but about 20 million dollars because. Half of China was closed at right. the time, and it didn't have Russia at all, which I would guess would probably be around ten million or so total. 
10, mm-hmm. 11 million, something like that. So I I don't know, I and mean, we mentioned this before, I don't know what it would have done final in China, but I think even if we're being conservative, this movie would have done over 800 million worldwide if it had a full China run and it had Russia. Mm. Um, so, but it didn't. But what it did have is what what has to be a huge debut on HBO Max. I mean, I know a ton of people that watched it for the first time this week on HBO Max. And people yeah. who normally would have gone to the theater for a movie like this. Mm-hmm. And it's not like they knew it was going to be on HBO Max this early, like when the movie came out. Right. So they just were waiting. Um, yeah, I mean, they had basically decided that this, this wasn't a movie that they were going to go to see in the theaters, which I think is interesting. And I think what's also interesting is what that means, right? So, and and for the most part, everyone that I know that saw it on HBO Max for the first time enjoyed it. There were, there was, you know, a little exception here or there, but for the most part, they enjoyed it. So it'd be interesting to see what that means for the next one. Like, are those people now going to be converted into ticket buying fans? You know, which which you would think would lead to a bump, Mm -hmm. you know, for the second movie, which is what the hope would be, right? Or have they now become conditioned to the fact that, well, wait a minute, this, this movie was on HBO Max, like, within five minutes. Like, maybe I just wait. mm you know, like I, it'll be interesting to see where that goes because it's going to be a few years, obviously, yeah. right? Between you know, by the, so who knows what the landscape is going to be at that point by the time the next one of these comes out. But um, but it will be interesting to see if if the easy access on streaming services for these movies within that forty five after that forty five day window, you know, while it does expose more people to the the product, right, to the movie. Uh, quicker uh does it will it help to enhance the box office for the next movie or will it take away from the box office for the next movie um i I guess it that's not and it's not specific to the batman right it's this is just what the landscape is right now right trying to gauge Mm. where all of this is going to go and what it's going to mean right yeah, I'm, I I mean, you said most of these people didn't even know that it was coming out on HBO Max. So it, I mean, not this quick anyway. Like, they knew, right. obviously, when it was being advertised a few weeks ago, but not, like, when opening weekend or the first couple of weekends, yeah, I mean, it, it, they I had totally no idea. forgot about it. Yeah. Um, and it was a pleasant, pleasant surprise, obviously, but... Um, I would hope it would convert, convert people to go see it, but... Sure. Um, I mean, who's who's to say? I I I I don't know. The land the landscape to your point is may change dramatically yeah. between now and the next film. Um, but if that were true, I mean, then then you would think that um, maybe it's not maybe it's not the same. I was going to say that some of these other films would have warranted the same kind of reaction, but that's not necessarily the case either. Mm. Um, I mean, I do think. As time has gone on, and I've talked to people who were, who saw it on HBO Max, um, I do think there's a little bit of Batman fatigue. I'm sure. That's got to be part of it. Because, again, yeah. I, I, I mean, we mentioned this when we've talked about the movie before, right? How 
people are still just very much comparing it to the, the forget the Snyder stuff, the Christian Bale stuff. Yeah. Right. Which is technically a generation removed. Right. From mm-hmm. this. Um, because that's not the last live action Batman that we've seen yeah. on the big screen. Um, but it's the one that that I keep hearing over and over again that people are comparing this movie to, which and that's regardless of whether that's a fair comparison or not. That's beside the point. It's what people are doing, mm-hmm. at least the people that I'm talking to. So, yeah, there there obviously is some Batman fatigue there. Yeah. Um, or Or maybe not fatigue as much as it is just like curiosity like well you know what we'll and look it's not like this movie made you know batman uh begins money right right which was a whole nother thing because that was coming off of of a disaster (laughs) and then you had years that had gone by right that was a whole different scenario so that was more of a you're gonna have to prove to me that this is worth my time i don't think that was the case here I just think that there there is still a I mean look the movie made you know 370 we'll say million dollars I mean domestic that's clearly a lot of people went to see this movie mm-hmm. but there also were a lot of people that didn't based on the the amount of people that I know that have, you know that oh, would yeah. normally have gone to see these movies in the theaters that waited to see it on HBO Max or or didn't necessarily wait to see it, but saw it for the first time on HBO Max. So there still is a lot more audience mm. to capture, I think. Um, but yeah, I don't, I don't know that it's fatigue. Like, oh, and and the reason why I don't know that it's fatigue is because if people were like, oh man, we just saw a Batman, like we just had Ben Affleck's Batman. I'm not ready for another Batman. Then I would say, yeah, you know what. People are like, oh, Affleck, they're like, Bale, we've had a lot of Batman, I'm tired of it. But the fact that everyone that I know is referencing Bale and Mm. skipping Affleck tells me that it's not so much, at least I don't think, Batman fatigue as it is just that curiosity of like, well, I loved the Bale version, you're going to have to show me that this is worth my time, you know, Um, and it's Mm. different. You know, it's a different Batman movie. This oh, is God. not a Batman movie for like the casual audience no. that is looking to be invested in maybe some universal themes that transcend the like the genre. This is a this is a hardcore Batman film. I was just watching it before before we jumped on. Um, my, my wife is slowly working her way through it. Yep. Um, and she every time she's like, "This is so not." Like a Batman for children or for mainstream oh, well, people. She's definitely like, not for children. She, yeah. This is a great movie. She's like, but this is not any other Batman film I've ever seen. Right. But it's very much Batman. Totally. Like, you know what I mean? Like, it's just a Batman that mainstream society has not has not been exposed exposed to. to right. Yeah. Because it's yeah. if it's really the comic book and not all. I mean, a specific comic book version of Batman. Yeah. yeah. You know. I mean, she's like the Riddler is creepy as hell. Well, that and that's different. I mean, that that is actually that's different. Way off. Yeah. Like, I mean, like, I say way off, but like way. Yeah. You know. I mean, like we said in our review, it's still very much the Riddler in some ways, but it yeah. is a certainly a different interpretation, even from what we're used to and yeah. what we've seen. And even yeah. even even Batman, she was she was noting 
Bruce Wayne. She's like, Bruce Wayne looks like worn, worn down, like yeah. worn out. And I'm like, that's by design. Yeah. You know, this is not your. And not because he's playboy. old, not because he's old either. Yeah. And tired. It's, it's because he's just tired. He's only in his second year or whatever of doing this. He's just tired because it's, it's taking a toll on him. Right. Being Batman is taking a toll on him already, like at this yeah. stage of yeah, his yeah, yeah, life, yeah. you know, and that's why that's kind of what I meant when we did our review with Rick Shue. And I was like, you know, it's kind of like the unshaven, worn out Batman. It's like, but this is it's not like what Affleck's was, which was like an older Batman. Right. That was just dealing with years this and years of conflict. Burning, burning the candle on both ends. Yeah, right. This is a guy that is very much just into this starting this career as Batman and Ben, he's just going nonstop and it's just, you could see the physical. Toll yeah. That it's taking it, it's not even like, like Bale's, uh, it's, it, I'm sorry that we're even talking about this, but as I continue to digest the Batman, which there is quite a lot, um, even Bale's Batman, like when he gets up after his night of like, you know, vigilanteism, he, Pops down on the floor, drinks his protein shake, and like yeah. uh, starts doing push-ups. Yeah, I mean he's bruised, and you know. Yeah, but, uh, but you know he's like, <laughs> but I'm it, all roided, son. Yeah, and then at, this guy is like, yeah. At no point does it ever feel like there is a severe emotional toll, and that's no. why I think like when we see that when we see Bruce Wayne for the first time in The Dark Knight Rises, right. It just doesn't. That's one of the things in that movie that just didn't gel for me, because mm-hmm. I felt like it was like, well, wait a minute, we missed a lot then, <laughs> yeah, right, because that's not really the way we left off with that character, right, um, right. and it was almost forced a little bit, yeah, kind of, yeah, um, but but, yeah, but there's, I, there's a lot of there's a lot of good. But here's the irony though: is that uh, was one person that I know that the one person that I know that didn't like it. The Batman? Yes. Okay. Her criticism was that she felt that, unlike Bale, she didn't feel anything. She didn't care about this version of Batman at all. And I thought that that was interesting because when I thought more about it, I was like, well, Mm. that's because it's Batman. You spending most of your time with him as Batman, and whereas Bale was Bruce Wayne more more often than not in that movie, so you got that human element, and you had a love story there, and all Mm -hmm. of that, like a you know, like a like kind of a like a real like movie love story. It's the tug tug of war. Yeah, and you also got to go on the full journey with him, right, from the time pre Batman. All the way through, whereas here, you know, we don't see Crime Alley, right? We don't see that. We have, we just understand that that's what it is, right? Right. Like, we know that that's his backstory, right? We, we don't see him becoming Batman. He's already Batman, and he's Batman for 90% of the movie. So, Batman is not going to have the, I don't even want to say the range of emotions because it's no, almost not you're fair. You're just not going to really connect with Correct. That. Batman is right. A guy in a bat suit is not going to connect with some people the way like a, a Christian Bale's Bruce Wayne would right. have, who, who was right. a, a, a human that had, you know, love interests and family and emotions and all of that and a, and a plot, a, a big plot. And even, even a connection, even a connection to, to, uh, to Alfred. Correct. Right. Which, well, he, he was, which I think was, in was, time we could get there, but yes. Yeah, th- this Batman is like it's me against the world. Right. Which is he has a he has a very strained, feel yeah. like a strained relationship with right. Alfred. Which is how I kind of always preferred the character to be. Like I always yeah. felt like it should be a me against the world thing because think about what 
what he's doing. Yeah. <laughs> you yeah. know? I mean, and he references that. He's like, yeah. yeah. He said there's a conversation that he has with, with Alfred, and he's like, you know, do you not care about your father's legacy? And he's like, I am doing my father's yeah. legacy. This is what I'm supposed to be doing. If I can't make a difference right. here, then nothing else is worth it. Yeah. And I, so I, I, but I did think it's interesting because it's again, you know, different people's perspectives, right. And mm-hmm. the way people view things and cause it's, it's always interesting to right to see different interpretations of, of how people perceive yeah. things. Um, and, but, and I'll tell you something about the crime alley thing. It happens, but in such a nice way where like, um, it's in the first like 10 minutes of the movie when he sees a little boy. Right. Um, yes. No, there's like definitely play, references off, to right it. There, Absolutely. Like, boom. That's why yeah. he's staring at that kid. Yeah. And we get that. Yeah. But yeah. not that. everybody may get that. I thought that I think that's a that's a brilliant that's a brilliant play on, yep. on that origin without having well, to show and it's, us that shit again. It's the whole thing, too, because he sees like the footprint. Yep. And then he kind of like looks over and there's the little kid. And, yeah. Yeah, that that whole sequence is just awesome. I mean, the movie is... This was the first time I had a chance to see it. I didn't go back to see it in theaters. Yeah. Uh, And it just... It does have a really great rewatchability factor, which is what I thought would happen. I mean, because it's just got a depth to it, and... It's so good. Yeah, and it it works really well at home. Like, it's Mm -hmm. it's, it's not a movie that has to be seen on the biggest screen in the world. No. You know? Um, (laughs) And I'll tell you, I'll tell you, folks... Everyone who's out there listening, and if your TV is set to dynamic mode, turn that shit off and put it on movie mode or cinema mode or whatever to get the real deal. Well, yeah, you should never have it on dynamic never unless have you're it on in dynamic. like a you Best Buy people... and you're on putting it on a display, yeah, you're, the brightest yeah, you're lights just possible, oversaturating every aspect. Yeah, but put it on cinema or movie mode, um, or if you could. If you want to be like Chris, calibrate your TV. Yes, that was my recommendation. Would be to go on Google and find the perfect calibration settings, uh, and then tweak it a little bit for tweak it up a little bit for your actual environment, Mm -hmm. because everyone's like lighting environment and stuff are a little different. Yeah, Um, but But definitely uh, do that because this film warrants that. Yes. Yeah, I I would agree. I have mine tweaked. Yeah. uh, 4K is just, wow. It's yeah. Beautiful. There you it's beautiful. go. Beautiful. I dim the lights. I feel like I'm in Gotham myself. Yeah. It's good stuff. I've watched it three times since since I uh, since we since come on to uh, HBO Max. Yeah. I mean, that's the only problem like with the length is that I don't have. Sections. Yeah, I don't have time to sit and watch it. I haven't had time you to sit I've and watch it time? three times. <laughs> well, straight through, I haven't had a chance to watch it. Because you no, know when dude, like, I just watch it like in like bits and pieces of it. I'm like, all right, let me pick. Wait, up well, does that count though? Like, it does that count to, as I mean, three counts, times if you I've, watch an hour of it here and then an I'll hour you, of I've it seen there? The first, the first hour and a half, first two hours, three times. For okay. Sure. Oh, that I yeah. could do. And I'm just kind of slowly yeah. working my way through through it. Got you it. know what I mean? Like yeah. Different people, like my brother. I watch it with my brother. Yeah. And we made it through the uh, car chasing with penguin. Yep. I watched it again by myself and made it a little further. Now I'm watching it with my wife and I'd step away for a little bit, but now we're at the uh the Alfred uh Alfred scene where he's laid up in the bed. Yeah. So yeah. Yeah. Um, I mean although now what I have watched a million times today was that deep fake thing where they did 
That's Adam so, West into it. So oh, good. God, that was just the best thing ever. I've been I've been championing Corridor Crew forever. Yeah. They're so good. So for those of you who don't know what we're talking about, um, Corridor put out Corridor a, Digital, yeah. Yeah, like I guess, was that supposed to be like a teaser or whatever for, they basically... It's just a trailer. Yeah, they, they basically took... Adam West and like elements of the 66 Batman series and incorporated it into the Batman and even did like the theme, yeah. like the old, like into like, and it's awesome. The yeah. Theme. It like, they, they did like a modern the, version the, of it. Yeah. The Batmobile in there. Yes. Yeah. It's amazing. And it's I love it. And I the Riddler, like Frank like, Gorshin's wow, Riddler's it? in it and, and Burgess Meredith's penguin is the pen. It's just, it's tremendous. That's good stuff. Yeah. Check it out. Uh, actually, you do want to check it out. Check out our Twitter page. There you go. Our Twitter handle. We, we retweeted it. Yeah. So uh, so there was that. Um, yeah. Cool. But I I mean, I finally, I mean, I got to rewatch Spider-Man No Way Home. Mm. Uh, so that was fun. Uh, I will say that I definitely enjoyed it. You know, watching it the second time, although it, you know, it does lose a little bit because, oh, yes, it you does. know, there's only going to be that one moment, that one time when you're in the theater and everyone's clear, uh, cheering and clapping, like when Charlie Cox pops up or when you get to see Toby Maguire or Andrew Garfield for the first time. Like those moments were like very much in the moment things. Mm-hmm. Um, so it does lose a little bit of that, but but the interaction was still great. You know, and the, yeah. the the actual moments themselves were still great. Um, you know, but uh, yeah, overall, I would say it was still I enjoyed it. Um, yeah. But yeah, I mean, and and look, I'm not surprised. I did expect it to. I didn't expect like the, Andrew Garfield showing up for the first time to have the same impact the second time. I, I right. figured that was going to be the case. What I was just interested in was see how does the movie play, like how much of that played into my original. Um like thoughts on the movie mm-hmm. and it was not as much as I thought because yes, it was clearly missing, but I still enjoyed it. So, yeah. 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 I mean, I, I had the same, uh, the same reaction. Um, I watched it and I was like, yeah, no, it's, I mean, still, still a good movie. It was a little slower than I yes. remember it being. Yep. And then, um, once we get to the, you know, the sort of goblin ultimate plan and all that shit happening. Like then it picks up. Yeah. I felt like it did. I, it felt like it took a lot longer to get to, to get to that point, the goblin, like, and, and, and doc Ock showing up. Yeah. I don't remember Um, taking that feeling like it took that long. And again, that just could have been anticipation at the time. But, yeah, so, and, and you know, I was kind of like just rewatching all the stuff on the scene and because I, I just, you know, it was like living through it a little bit more. And, yep. And then the, uh, it's funny, when I saw Andrew and and um, Toby, it felt like they were on screen longer before. Yes. And But it's just really quick. Yeah. And it's like, boom, 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 okay, we're going to go find him. Yeah. Um. And then that, that last, that third act is still just bomb. Yeah. And what's it's also awesome is so apparently you're on a first name basis with Andrew oh, and Toby. Oh, Andrew and Toby? Yeah, you guys had we're lunch we're last pals. week. We're all pals. Yeah. I can't say Peter 2, Peter 3. I don't right. even know if anyone's paying attention. 
Um, and then, you know what? The other thing I realized was how little Doctor Strange was actually in the film. Oh, yeah. Yeah, well, that wow. I that I kind of felt even at the time. Like, yeah, I, didn't, I didn't remember that. Yeah. But I'll tell you what. I'm so stoked. I'm so stoked for multiverse, in the Multiverse of Madness. Yeah, I mean, so you're not the only one. Stoked Projections for, for this keep going up for that movie, by the way. Oh, man. Opening weekend projections. I'm done. No more trailers. Nothing. Good. Done. Yeah. Finished. Can't wait. Because I know that, and I saw something on Twitter, there's some media people who were getting to see it. Mm-hmm. So, I don't even care what they say. Because reviews suck. Reviewers suck. Well, it's not even that. It's just like, I mean, and we've mentioned this about, I mean, it just, it doesn't, right, it's irrelevant. And, and it, they've never, movie reviews have never been less relevant, like yeah. critics' reviews. Exactly, right? that's what I mean. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, critics' reviews have never been less relevant um, than they are now. Yeah. Yeah. But it's interesting because you know I'm, you know we're, I'm forgetting, like the multiverse thing was Spider-Man specific. I was talking to my brother about this because he's not you know he's obviously not steeped in all this stuff, and he's like, oh, do you think that the spell from Spider-Man is what's happening to Doctor Strange? And I'm like, no, man, what the hell? Didn't you watch Loki? And he's like, I did, but like, I don't, you know, is that what really what's happening here? And I'm like. Dude, did you not see what if, what if? And he's like, "Yeah, I couldn't get into what if." Yeah, I mean, it's going to be interesting to see because we now have like WandaVision kind of touched on it a bit, mm-hmm. right? And then you know Loki and and what if clearly, and obviously Spider Man No Way Home, but it's going to be interesting to see how they navigate this with Doctor Strange, like. I, I still think people need a little bit of an education, mm-hmm. you know, because they're they're not. You can't assume that everyone has seen everything, right? And it's gonna be interesting right. to see how they go about telling that story. I mean, yes, Spider Man helps, no doubt. Yeah, for sure. You know, because you got used to the idea that look, these things can happen, right? right. Um, and you know, and how Doctor Strange can play a role in it and all of that stuff. Um, but yeah, it but is for those that didn't see Loki though. This was, I remember us talking a little bit about the, like, this necessity to have to watch every bit of Marvel for things to make sense. And Feige was like, no, you know, I think Feige said that, right? Like, oh, you know, that they would have some, some sort of like, there would be some connective tissue there. But like, you might, you might be able to get away with not watching any of it. I, I, I'm, Loki is such an important show. To this, because it introduced Kang, and well, the idea which of maybe I mean, because we, we, but we're not getting Kang though, and for no, a no, bit. no, not yet. But the, yeah. but what I'm saying is the like what he is to say an Ant Man, right? And all, and what he, you know he will eventually play. But like the idea of the multiverse and there being different versions of a character, you've missed that, like. Then you you know you may this might be very hard for someone to get their head around. Yeah, I mean, unless they do a good job of feeling figuring like understanding that that's a possibility and figuring out how to just navigate that. Sure. Yeah, but I mean, I have to like. I don't think the they in this film. I yeah, think. I mean, I think they have to understand that there's more people watching the movies than watching these Disney Plus shows. So, and that and that what happened in Spider Man 
yes, was specific to Spider-Man, but like the multiverse. And I feel like we're we're absolutely going to get there. And that was the whole point of that part of the trailer where he's like, what you know, what do you know about the multiverse? Yeah. And he says to Wanda. So like that's going to be the hey, audience, we're going to explain this shit to you before you get any deeper. Yes. You know, your exposition piece just mm-hmm. to. Yeah. Which just to ground everyone like the time travel. Right. And you know what? And it's fair. It actually fits into the narrative, especially if if they do it well, mm. where it won't seem like this is like unnecessary exposition for the purpose of keeping or getting everyone up to date because theoretically, like, these characters are also learning about this as well. That's right. Right. So it, right. it's an organic way to let them we're all learning about it together. Yeah. yeah. You know? As opposed to having it be a stop, let's explain this to everybody right? to make sure everyone's on the same page and then go back into the action type of deal. But, dude, I mean, like, the moment, like, this blows the lid off of a lot of shit because the moment we can start getting characters that, you know, again, are familiar to us, that we've seen in other quote-unquote Marvel films, you know? Like, imagine if there was, like, a Dolph Lundgren Punisher walking around. <laughs> That, you know what, that would be... Oh, my God. That would be something. <laughs> now, that would be... You talk about a deep cut that nobody How would understand. How would that be? Yeah. That'd be so weird. But, like... But, and they did it in one... You know, they did it in WandaVision with the Ralph Boner thing. Yeah, but that was... But Ralph know, Boner was... At least that was a character that, in a movie that a lot of people went to see. I mean, the Dolph Lundgren Punisher... I know. Yeah. The, there, the amount of people that know that that movie exists and or have seen that movie, it's <laughs> no, it's we probably know all of them. Let's put it that way. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like, it's just because there's a difference. There are people that know it exists that have probably have never seen it because yeah. like the term like Dolph Lundgren's Punisher has almost become like a, a thing right? like a buzz word to just a term that you apply to movies like that, you know, like that get characters wrong and. Aren't particularly great, although I like that movie on a different level. But, but yeah, I mean that that would be that'd be a little bit of a deep cut. I mean that's one character I don't need to see multiple versions of, mainly because I love the Punisher as a character, and I I really have not loved I've not loved most of the versions of the character. Yeah. Um, so I don't need to see Thomas. I love Thomas Jane. I didn't love his Punisher. I don't need to see his Punisher. Certainly don't need to see Dolph Lundgren's Punisher. Um, what was the other guy? Know, Ray John, Stevenson. John uh, Punisher. I don't think is made for this world. I don't know that it is either, but we'll see. Uh, yeah, I mean, I. I, I don't know that any right? Punisher is made for this no. world. To be honest with you, because it's a different. I mean, he's literally killing people. Like he's shooting. He's shooting people. Yeah, and it's just a. Well, I mean, so does Nick Fury though. Let's think about this for a second. Well, but the Nick Fury though that we've gotten here, Nick, Nick Fury shoots somebody in the head. No, in, yes, but in Avengers, but Nick Fury is not. The 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 Punisher is a more intense, I very know. very grounded. Character, you Smashing could do it. Your face with a forty-five weight right. plate. But the other thing is, I don't need to see the Punisher. Like, I, I wouldn't mind like small stories. You know, you see the Punisher with Daredevil, that's cool. Punisher with Spider-Man, that's cool. But like, I don't need to see the Punisher mingling with all like the Avengers and stuff. It just yeah, it doesn't work. Yeah. It's the same reason why I don't really like Batman in the context of the Justice League. Like, yeah, because it's like, oh, it's like, what's the point? You know, like, 
you know, what I mean, yes, granted, we got Black Widow who doesn't really have any special powers, right? And you got right. Hawkeye and we've seen like Maria Hill, right? And yeah, you mentioned Nick Fury, you know, and Colson and all that stuff. So they they were able to figure things out and to kind of fit with these other, you know, with Thor and Captain America mm-hmm. and, you know, Iron Man and all that stuff. But we'll see. We'll see what direction they go. And I mean, I can't imagine that they're going to go through the trouble of getting, you know, having these characters and putting the sh- the shows on Disney Plus, right, which is kind of a radical move for them mm. if they're not going to do something with it at all right. other than just right, throwing right. it up there. I mean, I guess you could say, well, they have Iron Fist up there and I don't expect to see that character ever again. But Oof. you know, well, I mean, we'll they see. could always have a variant. That's that's the beautiful thing about where we are now. Yeah. Yeah, you could do that. Right? Yeah. And he was Iron Fist uh, was with well, Danny Rand is gone. I think there's somebody else now in the comic books. Yep. So, um, I know there's somebody was, who uh, preferably has better fight choreography. <laughs> that guy was so bad. Um, but yeah, I mean, the, the whole thing about the going back to the variant stuff, I mean, you know, we to jump into the Thor conversation, the first trailer drop for Love yes. and Thunder, epic. Yes. Total Taika Waititi. You know, it's funny. A lot of people are like, oh, my gosh, this feels like it's going to be just like uh, Ragnarok. And I'm, it's not my my cup of tea. And I'm like, bring it on. Yeah, I love Ragnarok. Um, I mean, what would you prefer? The Dark World? <laughs> I'm totally forgettable film. Yeah. I mean, I love the, I love everything. I love the poster. I love yeah. the logo. I love the the. I just yeah this this just that trailer was amazing. Movies right in my wheelhouse as far yeah. as what I want out of the character anyway. Yeah. I don't need it out of every one of my superhero movies, but it yeah. It's got a lot of style. I mean, we talk we you know Marvel has has taken some some lumps for you know not <clears throat> allowing directors to flex or you know infuse their film with their sort of style or. Mm-hmm. Filmmaking, um, I and I would say that's not true when it comes to Taika, to Taika Waititi at all. Yeah, or, I mean they did it with James Gunn. They did it with yeah. Taika Waititi. They, you know, we've seen it here or there, you know, with yeah. different things. Um, where it where it works right for the characters where they want it to be a little or feel a little different. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, I mean it's nice. There's there's like fun Easter eggs and things like for fans of the comics and stuff, you know, that, that it looks like they're going to introduce in the movie and stuff mm-hmm. like that. So, I mean, that's fun. It's an expansion of the universe. I mean, I'm looking forward to it. I, I enjoyed it. Uh, it was what I wanted. Like, it's what I need from a trailer. I don't need to see I'm like you. I don't need to see a lot more. They gave me a lot of nuggets of things. Mm-hmm. Gave me a general <clears throat> idea of what the movie's about. I got to see some in the, the important beats and and now good to go yeah yeah and that, and that movie when does that movie drop july Holy shit. so we have like dr strange and then boom yeah love and thunder um what was your what was your ta- thoughts on uh natalie portman's uh thor i mean you you, you know you see it for two seconds <laughs> um you know, I'll see how it plays out in the movie. Yeah. Um, yeah, I mean, I, I can't really have an opinion one way or another. I mean, I knew it was a thing. Yeah. You know, I know that that was... She looked badass. She did. Looks great. <coughs> and... Yeah, it's a nice touch. But, yeah, but I want to see 
you know, let's. I want to see what they do with the character. Yeah, and yeah. she's clearly using uh, the uh, the fractured or broken. Yeah, which is can't wait for them to explain that shit. Yes, but I it could hope... be a variant. Who knows? Hey, right, absolutely. Could that's what I mean. Like, let's. Well, I gotta. You know, we're in the let it play out phase of everything because yeah, we don't I mean, know what anything means anymore. We're following. You know, we're following certain characters and. They may not be the characters that we uh, correct. We are familiar with, right? Anymore. Or it may not be right. It may not be what you think it is, like yeah, what right, you, right, where exactly. you think they're going with these things. Totally. Yeah. Totally. <clears throat> Can't wait. Yes. Bring it on, July. What you're gonna have to wait for is Spider-Man Across the Spider-Verse Part so One, bummed. which is moving from October seventh, twenty twenty-two, to June second, twenty twenty-three. So, was that, about eight months or so? Yeah. Um, Such is life with animation, man. Yeah. Well, I did see a note, though, that Oscar Isaac and Haley Steinfeld are joining. The- well, Haley Steinfeld was in the... was, was She's the voice of Gwen. Yeah. Anyways. But Oscar Isaac. That's cool. Well, he's probably going to voice... Uh, didn't he voice um, Spider-Man 2099? Oh right. yeah, maybe. Did he? I feel like he's the vo- he was the voice of. Uh, Possible. So of Madam Web also then is now oh, opening God. a month later, oh, uh, July seventh, twenty twenty three. Um, and then Spider Man Across the Spider Verse Part Two is now March twenty ninth, twenty twenty four. Yeah. So less than a year. Less yeah, he year. was. He was. I think he was. Yeah, it was Spider Man twenty ninety nine. So eight months gonna separate parts one and two, now. Mm. Interesting. Mm. Yeah. Well, let's see what happens. I mean, uh, I'll tell you what. Sony, um, <laughs> one step forward and like eighteen steps backwards. I. I and look, I I love I love I absolutely adore Into the Spider Verse. I could watch that movie right now, yeah. still cry and see spots. It's great. Um, but like Venom, Let There Be Carnage, Morbius, Craven the Hunter, Madam Web, what is happening? All the Spider Man shit that they're milking without Spider Man. Come on. I'm sorry. I, I, I that that's the stuff that like I have no faith in any of this. I'm like you guys just love burning money. Go for it. Have fun. Cuz I'll tell you man, Craven, Craven the Hunter, Madam Web, like what what who what? With Dakota Johnson no less? What? Ugh. Ugh. Yeah. Not feeling good about those films. Yeah, I mean, we'll see. I mean, again, like, you know, Venom is is a a rarity, right? Because it's the movies have not been well received critically, anyway. Not that that matters, but but for the most part, though, movies that have not th- these superhero movies in in modern times that have not because we've been conditioned now to for the the bar has raised, right? Right. Like there was a time where a lot of these movies, if they were few and far between, right, the ones that actually did well critically. Mm-hmm. Um, but the bar has been raised now, and I I think that now, like we haven't seen a lot of 
superhero movies that have done really poorly with critics that have done very, very well at the box office, right? Mm-hmm. I mean, BVS, we know, yes, we know it underperformed what it should have done, but it people still went to see it. Su- the original Suicide Squad, you know, people went to see it despite terrible reviews. Mm-hmm. Um, but, but Venom is one of these things where it's like Sony's gotten lucky because critics have not enjoyed him, and but... You know the word of mouth, I guess, has been pretty good, and and they've they've done well at the box office because it just Tom Hardy and the way what they've done with the character just has an appeal, right? And they're big like special effects movies and stuff like that. So it's almost like they're playing out almost like Michael Bay movies, right? They're big and loud and kind of you know really something for everyone, but they're not mm-hmm. really good, you know, right. in that sense. Um, and you know, and let there be carnage even less so than the first one. Yeah. Uh, they didn't even try to create a story for let there be carnage. They're just like, let's just make it big and loud, mm-hmm. you know? And, um, but, but the, the same, you weren't going to be able to do that with Morbius and they didn't. And, mm-hmm. you know, Morbius has not done anything and, and you're going to have the same problems. I think with Madam Webb and Craven the hunter and all this other stuff, like, you know, Venom, they should not have used Venom as their example to say, see, we can do this. Right. They should have used Venom as a way to say, man, we got lucky. Let's just keep riding the Venom wave and figure out what we can do with Spider-Man, actual Spider-Man, you know, rather mm-hmm. than like, they, again, it's that whole thing that I'm big on, which is you take the wrong message out of success or failure, right? Right. Um, you know, the message of Venom's success wasn't, Oh yeah, people want to see these weird, you know, Spider-Man universe movies that don't have Spider-Man in them. No, that's not the message. The message was we we actually hit on a formula that people have enjoyed. Let's stick with that. For Venom specifically. Right. But you're not going to do that with Madam Web and Craven and all this other. They, they they just like it's like they're empowered now for the wrong reasons. And I, you know, but whatever. Yeah. I think into the spider or across the spider verse will do better even than into the spider verse did because I think that's a far more anticipated movie now than it yeah would have been the, otherwise. the first one was crazy popular it had yeah it had long legs yeah and, and great word of mouth yeah and people are still but let's discovering see because it that. could we you know that first weekend could be like all in and then second weekend is like well I guess doo-doos. you could but. Um, but I think it's, I mean, it'll be interesting to see, like, I just don't like Madam Web. I do not care about that movie. Right. At all. It just doesn't interest me. Craven the Hunter. Somebody else is going to hear Madam Web. What kind of doo-doo is that? Craven the Hunter doesn't interest me as a movie. Yeah. Yeah. At all. Like, I'm not like, oh, can't wait for that Craven movie. Uh, I mean, look, there, I'm sure there are people that would love to, you know, that are interested in both characters and would love to see them and all that stuff. And and you never know. Look, maybe they'll be great. And if they are great, then I'll certainly see it and hopefully enjoy it. But, I, you know, th- what is the track record? Does Sony have a track record right now that makes you think that they're gonna their movies are going to be great mm-hmm. outside of the things that Marvel Studios are actually making for them? Right. Because what great movie has Sony released superhero related you know since like the toby Maguire spider-man movies right 
Right? I mean, the Mark Webb, Andrew Garfield Spider-Man movies, I don't think... I mean, even though you may have liked some of the other, I don't know that anybody would consider either of those two movies great. Mm-hmm. Right? I mean, they, they certainly had their good points to them, but... Uh, and and Venom and Venom 2 are not great, right? They're fun, but they're not great. Mm-hmm. Morbius I haven't seen, but obviously the reviews were pretty terrible, and the word of mouth was not great. You know, I do know a few people that saw it and were like, oh, you know, it's not as bad as you would think, but that's not exactly a glowing endorsement. Right. You know, no one's actually said, man, yeah, I really like that movie. It's really great. So, you know, really, what is the the only thing they've done that's great is Into the Spider-Verse. Yep. Yep. And that's really great, but it's different. Yeah. Yeah, I think, and I think they have, uh, they've gotten a little too big for their britches. I think they, they think that the, the Marvel shine that has been sprinkled all over these other three Spider-Man films has something to do with their incredible writing and producing. Well, they're not even writing and producing. They're exactly. literally just distributing these. Sony, exactly. Spider, the it's MCU like, movies. They're like, Hey, it's like, it's almost like a junkie that wins the, wins the lotto. Well, like, it's, it's like, <laughs> it's, you're just going to spend your money. You know, more dope. the thing <laughs> is that it's, um, it, you know, it's the mistake that they've been making the entire time, right? So so the reason why the Andrew Garfield, Mark Webb, amazing Spider-Man movies existed was because they were trying to capitalize on the concept of the shared universes, right? That were established with the, the MCU. And they were trying to create their own shared universe with just Spider-Man, right? A Spider-Verse. Mm-hmm. And that was the whole problem with that. And that the weight of that is what really held down both of those movies. Yeah. Um, and and they're still obsessed with it. I mean, that's why I said, well, I think it was the last episode, where we were like, why the hell are they so obsessed with making the Sinister Six movie that nobody's asked for? Yeah. <laughs> like, they're yeah, obsessed yeah. with it. They've been trying to do this now since, you know, when Andrew Garfield was still Spider-Man originally. And it's just like, they're just obsessed with this concept because they just, they just want to have any reason to put about a million comic book characters on the screen at one time. Cause they think that that's what audiences want. Yeah. Yeah. And it's just like, eh, whatever. But you know, we'll see. I guess we'll see what happens. Um, so last episode we, we touched a little bit on the whole Ezra Miller thing. Oh, yeah. And uh, that still became more of a thing uh, in the time since uh, we last did an episode. Uh, and, of course, Ron Diesel actually asked us, um, if we were Warner Brothers, what would we do with Ezra Miller? Would we keep him or wait till after the movie comes out to recast him? So I guess Ezra Miller was arrested again. Yep. Right? Um, I mean, last episode, I, I said, you know, they probably are going to want to take their time which they now have right because mm-hmm. they delayed the movie to see how all of this kind of plays out what happens and, and just kind of get to the bottom of everything now that was pre-arrest number two um you know i don't know what they do i mean again i i mean i i just i mean i think that at this point you 
you, I think you kind of stay the course for now. See what happens. Because, I mean, your movie is, yes, they're doing reshoots and stuff like that, I'm sure. But, like, I don't, I, they're not going to, I don't see them scrapping the entire movie mm. and recasting. Um, You know, I, I don't see that happening. I mean, could they figure out a way to transition from Ezra Miller's Barry Allen to somebody else's Wally West? You know, and maybe just have that be the flash going forward. Yeah, you could absolutely do that. And maybe they're going to try to figure out how they can do that in the course of the movie that is now, you know, that they now have, right? Mm-hmm. This this flash movie. Um I, but I think, I mean, again, the only problem is like Ezra Miller is a little bit of a ticking time bomb. Mm-hmm. So it's like how, like you have a lot of time now between now and that movie coming out. And it's like, well, what else is going to happen? And and is it going to get to the point where he, or I guess they, right, would be the they, proper, yeah. they um, do something that is like, oh, we, we can't release this movie. Right. You know, because, you know, if they if they continue on this path, which is not a good one, uh, you, you have to worry about, you know, what could possibly happen. I mean, they should be worrying now. I, you, what you would think. But, yeah. I, man, I don't. It's just a tough spot to be in. Right. Um, I mean, he's. Uh, yeah. Or they. Sorry. Yeah. I mean, I, I think if the whole Keaton thing wasn't an issue. You know, if they hadn't built up so much about, like, Michael Keaton, Batman, and stuff like that, I would say, you know what, just recast and do everything over. But, like, are you really going to do that? I mean, I guess the, these days you could do it. I mean, and just kind of Kevin Spacey. Right. You could do it without scrapping what's already been filmed. Right. Right? Um, oh, man. But that just... So you, you, like, in that sense, sometimes you just feel... The change, you know what I mean? Like, there very few, cha- very there's been very few recasts where you don't uh, you don't pay attention to it. it. Just kind of feels like a seamless transition. I and I feel like if they were to recast Ezra Miller, um, you'd feel that. You would, and that's you not. Would. And that's not. I don't know if that would be very simple. A very simple thing to pull off. Well, maybe. I mean, here's the thing. Does so they're setting up the flesh, or they were setting up the flesh to be this mainstream, this big movie. I felt right. Yeah, you got Keaton's Batman, all this stuff. Yeah, yeah, because he, he's. He, I mean, the Flash is like the. I mean, he's essentially the Loki for DC. Right now, do you feel that mainstream audiences? have any kind of attachment to Ezra Miller's Flash? Like, to the point where if they were recast, would people be like, oh, no, this is... Because really, when you think about it, I mean, they're barely in BVS, right? You just kind of see the the security camera footage, right? And then right. That, that dream nightmare sequence, whatever. Um, And then they're in Justice League. Mm-hmm. Which not a lot of people went to see in the theaters, right? Right. The, the theatrical version, of course. I guess maybe I see where you're going And then this. they're, you know, 
they have a more prominent role in Zack Snyder's Justice League. But again, that was an HBO Max thing that, you know, not, I don't want to say not a lot of people saw, but it certainly, that was more of a niche thing, right? Right. A four-hour Justice League movie that's on a streaming service exclusively. So do people really have that deeper connection with this character to the point where it's like, oh, you know, mm. oh, wait, I was expecting Ezra Miller. I mean, I, I bet you there's people that don't even know that they know a Flash movie is coming out and don't necessarily know who's playing the role. Right. And the thing is, too, you have a, a TV show that's been on the air for a million years, you know, that that where Grant Gustin has been the Flash. And I think that's a, a more identifiable version. Sure. Of sure. the character too, and again, I'm speaking solely to to like about mainstream audiences, yeah, not us or you know people like in you know that are deep into this stuff. But I, you know, I don't know that that would be that much of a shock to the system. And it's a lot of enough time there. You definitely have enough time mm. to to consider it. I just don't know what the move would be. I, I mean, it's a it's a tough spot. I I think you're almost better off just kind of sticking it out. Yeah, I don't think and don't just think they're transitioning be. into a different character, right? A different version because you have yeah. options for the Flash. Right. Um so you, you know, I think they could do that and we'll see what happens. But but again, it's just you got a lot of time to sit now and have to be worried. Right. You know, about you know, what is Ezra Miller going to do next? And is it going to be bad enough to where we have to say, no, we can't. I mean, at some point you have to make a decision, right? You have to commit one way or another. Like he's either going to be in your, and look, we haven't heard anything. I don't think right from Warner brothers that says that this no, is, no, I haven't said anything. Yeah. There's only been speculation. Yeah. So this is um, all just like people speculating and us talking and yeah. stuff like that. I mean, they could just be sitting back, uh, you know, Warner Brothers and Warner Media and saying like, hey, whatever. Like they don't I mean, to them it may not be a story. You know, Johnny Depp's character in the second um the second uh, Yeah, Fantastic and Beast and movie, look, Amber he Heard is is still in Aquaman too. Right. Right? Right. Exactly. And that's a whole mess <laughs> that's yeah, going yeah. on there. They know how to pick them in Warner Brothers. So, I mean, you know, it, it's not like they haven't, you know, we haven't been in a position like this before. It's It sucks, but, right. you know. I'm sure, you know, I'm sure they will get their stuff together and, and this will all be fine. Well, that see, that's the, and that's ultimately the key is that, you know, Ezra Miller's. I mean, they're just having some epic outbursts and, you know. Yeah. They Ezra, might be coming off of something or coming on to something, whatever it is. Ezra Miller's talented and I think Ezra Miller you know, has a lot of potential in this role, but you're right. Like the hope is that they get help. Yes. Right. And that this is, you know, a moment that a, you know, a young person is going through where somebody could actually get them help. And, and I mean, you know, yes, we can sit here and talk about the flash and movies and casting and all that stuff. But ultimately you, you want to just hope that, that they get the help that they clearly need. Mm-hmm. And, and that's, and hopefully maybe the studio plays a role in that, that would be, I think, a nice first step here mm-hmm. before we worry about anything else. Um, so so I guess we'll see what happens there. Yeah. And, uh, I mean, I think that's, that's pretty... Oh, so, so there's a Wonder Twins movie that's going to be mm-hmm. on HBO Max, apparently. I You know, it's funny... Um, 
what's the guy name, guy's name? Daniel RPK or something like that? Yeah. He he was teasing that like maybe a month ago. I forgot, and I was like, oh, it's the Wonder Twins. Are they really going to be doing the Wonder Twins? And boom. Yeah. What? D- yeah. Uh, KJ Appa and Isabel May have no been cast as, uh, I guess, Zan and Jaina, right? I don't know. I mean, I assume it's... So weird. Uh, sure. Cool. <laughs> yeah. I mean, I, I mean... Sure, Scooby-Doo is a movie. Yeah, I mean, I, when I think, you know, I mean, look, I grew up on the Wonder Twins, so obviously. Um, you know, but I don't know that I ever thought, yeah, movie, um, especially like HBO Max movie. But you know what? Hey, it's something that you could gear towards kids and I think could be fun for them. Right. And they don't have a lot of that right now. No. You know, with the Batman, they've gone very adult. Um. You know, and we've had some dark things, you know, and with the Joker and, and even like Birds of Prey was not for kids. Well, then there's... And the Suicide uh, Squad was certainly not for kids, you know. Um, so it, it's nice to have... Like Titans. Right. None of that Doom is... Patrol. Right. Yeah. None of those that's things not, are geared towards children. And, and we would assume, and I don't know what Batgirl is going to be like. Um, you know, but, but obviously the shows that are going to relate to the Batman universe are not going to be for kids either. So it's nice if, if this goes in that direction, you know, like give, give kids have to have some, you know, you want to get the kids into this stuff. Uh, so if that's, if that's what they're going to use this for, then cool. Um, so apparently they're both in uh, Riverdale. Oh, both these. Okay. Yeah. So, yeah. Can't wait to see it when I'm extremely drunk. Oh, well, he's in Riverdale. She's in 1883. Oh, of course she is. Yeah. Don't even know what that show is, but sure. I think that's, I could be wrong. Is that a a prequel to Longmire or something like that? I don't know. Guy, I don't know. uh, And and the the director is going to be uh, the guy who wrote Black Adam. Oh. He's got a comedy background. Mm. So that makes sense. Yeah. Yeah. It's it's interesting. Like, DC went all in on their, like, Heroes of 2022, and then they went super quiet. Yeah. Well, that was just... Yikes. We talked about that. Yeah. Yikes, It's amazing how quickly that turns. That just faded out real fast. You just... Hey guys, we're gonna be coming. No, we're not. You're gonna have to wait. Sorry. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Sorry. Yeah. Just sit on the Batman for a little bit. You guys are gonna be good. See you later. Bye. Yeah. It's it's interesting because it, was it in 2021? It was what? No, uh, 2021 was Spider Man. But uh, when was Shang Chi? 2020. 2021. 2021. Yeah. Shang-Chi was like the first... There was nothing in 2020. <laughs> right. 2020 barely was a I've, thing. I skipped the entire year. Yeah. Don't even remember. But I remember saying to myself, man, Marvel's like just... That was the Eternals. It was like... we were, They were like building up steam. I'm like, oh, man, this feels different. Marvel's not 
you know, snapping it out there like bang bang, and it's kind of hard to do it because they were resetting. Yeah, but I feel like not even with the Eternals, but Shang Chi, dude, I've watched Shang Chi like three or four times too. Banger, I I dig that movie so hard. Anyways, I have not seen Eternals again though. Um, I I watched it once again. Yeah, someone was like, "Oh, it's not bad. You should check it it's, out again." Like, I mean, it's not. Yeah, it's just whatever. It's fine. <laughs> um, but I feel like we're in this place again, where like there's all this excitement, all this buzz, all this like ah yeah. again for. Well, Marvel, you know, had a big 2021. I mean, they did Black Widow, they did Shang Chi, they did Eternals, and they did Spider Man, No Way Home. Mm. You know, so they had four movies that they cranked out from like July through the end of the year. Mm. Um. You know, now obviously Black Widow didn't get a, a full theatrical, you know, right. they got like the hybrid release, but you know, now they're, and so they're, and, and, you know, we're going to get Doctor Strange now, you know, just, you know, what, five months after Spider-Man. So like they're. Right. And then there's Thor. Yeah. And you got Thor. Yeah. So they're, they're and then, cranking. And then there's something else in the, is there something else in November? I don't even remember what the. Marvel slate looks like, but I feel like there was something else in November. Um, let me see. Of course, my cat jumps on my. We are oh Black Panther, Wakanda Forever. Shit. Which is November eleventh. Right. And then She Hulk. Oh, and then your shows, yeah. The, yeah, the and then Guardians. Oh, Guardians of the Galaxy, and then the Marvels hits in February. Right. So, like, you know, they're just, they're cranking. Yeah, dude, they're sitting on some bangers. Yeah. Well, hopefully. Well, we'll see. Yeah. Yeah. Well, I mean, here's the interesting thing, right? So Wakanda Forever. Think about this. I have no idea what to do with that movie. Me neither, but we're in the multiverse. I know. What if it's Killmonger? Um, Well, I think that they're, like, it seems like Suri is going to be the... Right, like they're kind of, yeah, maybe moving towards her being the, sure, the black Panther. Yeah, Shuri. Yeah. But Let's uh, see. no clue how it's gonna go. Yeah. But lots to look forward to. That's for there sure. There is. There really is. Um, Meanwhile, we haven't talking about Moon Knight yet. So, no. Uh we're we we're now. Two episodes that we haven't talked about. Right. So when you last heard us, um, I was talking about how I just did not like the show at all. Mm-hmm. And Aaron really liked the show. Mm-hmm. Uh, so now after two more episodes, I will say that I, I, I still don't like this show. Um, I, I understand it a lot more now. And yeah. I thought the last episode was was better. But here's the thing. We're four, there's only two episodes left, I and I still don't even know what the hell the point of this show is, like what the end game is for this. Mm. Uh, I just think that, I guess for me, for my taste, whatever, like this specific story that they're telling me just doesn't interest me. Yeah. And I that think that if, if it wasn't for this podcast and the fact that it's only six episodes, so it's not a major investment of time, I probably would have just checked out right. by now. Um, yeah, I just, I, I just think they're trying to do too much for mm. like six episodes. I, I would have preferred maybe a simpler story 
that was a little bit f- more focused on Moon Knight, you know, kind of being like a protector as opposed to right. the whole, like, I mean, I understand the multiple personalities is a big part of the character, but like, it's, it's all that what this show is about. Um, like, I mean, how often have we even seen Moon Knight in this Moon Knight show? Yeah, like twice. Yeah, so I, it's just, you know, whatever. But um, I, I did, like I said, I thought the last episode at least was an improvement is for my purposes as far as just like making things a little clearer and kind of moving the story forward a bit. Mm-hmm. But, yeah. I guess for me, I, it's like, you, you know, it's like a, I can't win them all type of thing. And, yeah. Um, yeah. I, um, yeah, I mean, I like the episode. It's fine. It's cool. I, I you know, this is a, it's funny. We talked, we talked before about forgettable Marvel stuff. This is for, forgettable to me. Yeah. Um, it, uh, but I'm enjoying it. I don't even know. Cause that's the other thing too. It's like, I don't even know how, why, or if this thing yeah, even fits. I, the connective tissue there, I, I actually kind of feel a sense of freedom not having to worry about that. I mean, this whole thing about, like, Egyptian gods among us, like, that's cool. Um, it's not the first time we've heard that before because um, it's kind of tied to Black Panther a little bit. But that's a stretch. Yeah. yeah. Um, but, yeah, I don't I don't know where I don't know where else it, where else this thing is going. So I'm I'm just kind of like yeah fine yeah now if they reveal if there's like a major reveal which I kind of feel there will be at the end of this like a something with Blade maybe um th- you know that would be interesting but then like that's what that that's the payoff for the show that's not really right. cool so I just take it for what it's worth I don't you know it's fine fair for me yeah. Uh, so I watched a really bad movie today. It wasn't my plan to watch it. So, you know, sometimes you just go down these rabbit holes. So I I started to watch, because I saw Wrath of Man popped up on Paramount Plus, which is the Jason Statham movie with the Guy Mm. Ritchie one. Now, that's not the really bad movie that I watched. Okay. Although it's not great. But... I, you know, anyone who's listened to the show knows I'm a big Statham fan. Mm-hmm. Um, and uh, the movie was okay. That movie was okay. Like, there were really good moments in it. I just, I don't like the narrative structure that it used. And I, the plot's not great. There, I think there was a really good movie somewhere in there. But it, it didn't quite get there. But after that ended, I got distracted. I was doing things. And it, it started to autoplay the um the marksman which is the liam neeson uh movie oh boy yeah so now uh, we all know like liam neeson has basically just spent like the last since taken that he's just the last 10 years that's all he's the same person maybe even more than that right but so when I saw it, like some of the reviews for this were like, oh, it's formulaic, but he's good, blah, blah. So I was like, all right, listen, I could deal with formulaic action movies. Like, that's fine. Whatever. I'm mm. not a, I, there's plenty of action movies that are formulaic that I enjoy. I thought it was, but man, this movie stunk. Mm. I mean, it was boring as hell. Like there really is no action in this movie. Uh, it's like, 
it's just boring. And like, I just kept waiting for something to happen and it kind of doesn't. Mm. And then it ends. Um, like it's just basically following him and this little kid and then the, the people that are chasing them. Like, and it's just, it's it. Like, it's, it's mm. like pretty much the whole movie. And then they finally like, it's just stunk. <laughs> um, and then I'm looking and I'm like, oh, so the guy who directed it, this guy, Robert Lorenz, mm-hmm. this guy's been nominated for Academy Awards three times for Best Picture, Mystic River, Letters from Iwo Jima, and American Sniper. Wow. And he also directed The Trouble with the Curve, which was a pretty good movie with Clint Eastwood and, and Amy Adams. Mm-hmm. And and then this movie. And it's like, wh- what? Tell me it's some money. How the hell could you... I mean, I know things like this happen. I get it. Like, we've seen it before. But, like, man, like, this movie is so dull and uninspired. It's like, how exactly is that? How does that happen? Yeah. So, yeah. So, that was a waste of my day. Not the whole day, but. Well, that was like um, the uh, director of Wolverine Origin. X-Men Origins Wolverine was... An Academy Award director, right? For Sotsi or Totsi, whatever the, the South African dude, I think. Um, the the guy who directed that uh, is uh, Gavin Hood. Right. Yeah, he's South African. Yeah, he won an Academy Award for Best Foreign Language Film. Yeah, there you go. Yeah. So, and that that's like, that movie is an atrocity. Yes. Um, so. Yeah, I mean, look, there, there's. Yeah, we we've seen moments like this, right? Where where people have done this. I mean, um, look, Akiva Goldsman, right? Mm-hmm. Who is now, you know, unfortunately, uh, one of the big shots in the Star Trek universe on Paramount Plus. Although they're doing a pretty good job. Uh, I mean, this guy got it. You know, he got an Oscar for best screenplay, and I think a Golden Globe too for A Beautiful Mind. Mm-hmm. But he also wrote Batman Forever, Batman and Robin, I Robot, I Am Legend. I mean, you know, mm-hmm. it's like, huh, wait, what? You know, it's like, how is that possible? How could the same person, you know, who won an Academy Award, write Batman and Robin? Yeah. Like, how is that even possible? But Guy it happens. Like super high. Yeah. I mean, trying things, to come up with as many puns like that and happen. like catchphrases. Yeah. That's the other thing I tried to watch this weekend, by the way. Mm. Uh, So on Paramount Plus, they've debuted the Star Trek, the motion picture director's cut in 4K. It's like the only place you could see it in 4K right now. Mm -hmm. Um, And yeah, I mean, it looks amazing. They even redid some of the special effects and stuff. The problem is Mm. that now it's just an amazing looking turd. (laughs) Because that movie still stinks. Oof. Man, Star Trek The Motion Picture is just a mess. It is so boring and just it misses on everything. Mm. It's like no wonder they did what they did with The Wrath of Khan. Yeah. Um, I need to get me some Paramount Plus. But it looks great. That's cool. It just still is the movie. Yeah. Uh, 
Yeah, I mean, there's great show. I mean, for you know, again, if you're a Star Trek fan, Paramount Plus is where you need to be because Star Trek mm-hmm. Picard has been great this season, season two. Mm-hmm. Um, it got very Star Trek after not being very Star Trek in its first season. Um, Discoveries continues to be pretty good, and now Strange New Worlds debuts in like a week or two weeks, which is going to mm-hmm. be awesome. Uh, like kind of traditional Star Trek, like week to week, like standalone stories type stuff. Mm. Um, that's going to be fantastic. And even like the animated, like lower decks is a lot of fun. Um, so yeah, there's a lot of great Star Trek stuff, uh, on there. And, and if you want to try to sit through Star Trek, the motion picture, cause it looks great (laughs) now you go for it. Yeah. Speaking of strange, you happen to catch the stranger things trailer. I did. Yeah. What'd you think? Um, you know, I, it's funny. Like, I feel like it's been 30 years <laughs> since Stranger Things last was on television. Yeah, this kid looks so old. Like, it is so f- out of my consciousness now that I'm not super excited for it, but I'll I'll certainly watch it mm. and, and enjoy it. But, like, I, I feel like, like Stranger Things is kind of over for me now. Mm. You know, like I said, I'll watch it and I'm, I'm hopefully I'll enjoy it. But like right. I'm not like oh man can't I don't honestly I I gonna have to even think back to I gotta try to even hey, remember I thought, like, I thought season three was was badass I thought season three was great if I remember correctly yeah it was the mall stuff the mall yeah that was yeah. cool but like now I kind of like it just feels like it's been so long oh it has been yeah that it's, it's like, like three years. I have to flip the switch again and that's tough yeah. sometimes you know well it didn't I mean it, it certainly didn't help Netflix's uh, subscriber and no stuff, they got a problemo yeah well that's what happens when you keep raising your prices there you go you know everyone's talking about password sharing and stuff well nobody was talking about password sharing when they were kept growing their numbers but guess what what's the difference between the password sharing that was going on a year ago and the password sharing that's going on now is that they keep raising the damn prices yeah to the point where i mean you shouldn't be have to pay 20 bucks for netflix there's nothing on Netflix. Seriously, if if it weren't for my kids, I wouldn't be I wouldn't be watching it. I, I don't even know why I still have it because yeah. there's I don't ever go to it unless there's like a specific event, and then it's like, well, I could just subscribe for that. Yeah. Like I don't even know why I'm carrying it still at this point. It's it's weird. Mm. So. Yeah, so, you know, they'll have to figure things out. Just their existence is not going to be, you know, it's got to be more than just we exist now because everybody's streaming. Yeah. You know, they're not a niche anymore. You know, they're they're not, they, they don't have the market cornered. They're no. not even, they don't even have the market cornered on really good quality original content anymore. In fact, their original content is lagging behind yeah. in a lot of ways. So, yeah. Yeah. <sighs> Yeah, I'm going to have to make some tough choices, I think, soon. Yeah, but I could figure out. I know that saying that, thinking about maybe doing an ad-supported tier that'll be less expensive. Mm. Okay. I told you about what Peacock does. What do you mean? Peacock still has ads, but it's for their shit. Oh, yeah. And that's so annoying. Well, what Paramount Plus does is, Paramount Plus doesn't have ads in between episodes. Like, if you have the the ad-free tier. Yeah. They don't put ads in the middle of the episodes. They'll they'll give you a little thing sometimes before an episode. Yes, yeah. Maybe, but not even. 
like sometimes it's just like it'll say, oh, video will play after the ad, but it's not an ad. It's just like the logo. Yeah, they you know? do it for uh, Peacock does it for some of their channels. Yeah. So if you have like the news, it's like news now. Yeah. Basically. Like, but right, here's here's a here's a nice little trailer for uh, Bel Air. Yeah. Fifteen times over. Yeah. And and on Paramount Plus, even on the ad supported tier, the like leg like the the library shows like mm. the older stuff doesn't have they don't have ads. Mm. You know, but yeah, I mean, look, HBO Max rolled out an ad supported tier. You know, that's a little less. I mean, it's you know Hulu's always had one. Um, it's a thing now. Paramount yeah. Plus has it. Peacock has it. I, I you know, but. You know, Amazon doesn't have it, but, um, I mean, they do put ads sometimes before their things. Yeah, it's for, it's for their own stuff. For their stuff, yeah. But, I mean, you know, I think, yeah, Netflix is going to have to figure out how to lower their... Pr- I mean, that they've spent a ton of money. So, this was always going to be the issue. Netflix spent a fortune when they realized that the future of streaming services was not going to be legacy content right library content it was right. going to be original content because eventually the rights holders were all going to have their own i mean look we've done episodes on this stuff right and we're seeing it now now it's actually playing out where the leg the rights holders are actually the ones that have the the content providers have their own services mm-hmm. so they're not looking to just sell it to somebody else and they're also competing for con for that content on top of it so they needed to create their original stuff or else they were going to get left in the dust. But they've spent so much on original content, most of which is like bottom shelf old school video store crap, you know, like mm-hmm. low end garbage um, that just to say they have original content that it's, it's just it's not good enough anymore. They've just spent too much money without quality, I think. Mm-hmm. Um and yeah, and it's great. So now they're winning awards and stuff, but but you're losing subscribers. Right. You right. know. Um and I mean, look, I don't know that losing 200,000 subscribers when you have the numbers of subscribers that they have like is something to say the sky is falling. I mean, that's for investors to worry about, but uh let's see what happens next quarter. If they continue on a down, you know, if they add 500,000 subscribers or 2 million, see, the thing is they were supposed to add, this is the beauty of, you know, Wall Street, right? Because some guy sitting in a room, right, that's crunching numbers determined that Netflix should should have had 2.5 million subscribers added this quarter. Mm-hmm. Everything, the sky is falling now because they lost 200,000. Right. You know, but if they gain three million in the next quarter, then everything's okay. So I mean, let you know, we got to see what happens over time. But but I do feel that Netflix has lost a lot because their prices go up and their content is less watchable. Mm-hmm. That's a problem. You know, uh, especially at a time now when you have so many options for streaming services. Right. Right. So. Hmm. Yeah. Well. Uh, Landscape continues to evolve. Yes. Cool. Yeah. Oh, and Mayans returned. Oh yeah, I haven't seen it, man. It's not, I've got so much TV to watch. Yeah. Um. Yeah. It's pretty good. Tense. Tense. First episode. The first yeah. two episodes dropped. Um. 
I mean, I, I can't. I, so you haven't seen it, so I don't really want to. Don't talk about yeah, it. Yeah, but we'll talk Shut about it when you house. watch it. But yeah, this weekend for sure. Yeah, or this week? No, this weekend. This week. Yeah. Like maybe tomorrow. Okay. Already. Yeah. All right. So on that note, uh, we'll get out of here. And of course, you can go to thefanboygarage.com dot com and check out all of our stuff. And you can join the conversation on the social medias, the Facebook, the Instagram, and the Twitter at the Fanboy Garage. And you can find me on Twitter at Real Almighty. And you can find me on Twitter at Aaron Speaks. Thank you again so much for listening to episode 170 of the Fanboy Garage. We will catch you guys next week. Take care. You're listening to the Fanboy Garage Podcast.